With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson here to tell you a little bit about adfreeshows.com. People often ask me, what exactly is adfreeshows all about? Well, I'm glad you asked. Not only do you get early ad-free access to all of my podcasts starting at just $9, but you also get many of your other favorite wrestling podcasts like Click This with Kevin Nash, Gentleman Villain with William Regal, Oh You Didn't Know with Brian James, and others for, yes, yeah, still just $9 a month. That's 14 podcasts in total every single week, early with no ads. That's like 20 cents an episode. And yes, you can listen to them all directly through Apple Podcasts or through your regular podcast apps. How easy is that? Want some more cheese on that Whopper? AdFreeShows.com has literally tens of thousands of hours worth of bonus content, including fantastically popular series like Eric Fox Back, Idle Chase, and Strictly Business. And I don't know why this is a thing, but there's even more than 40 Ask Conrad episodes waiting for you at AdFreeShows.com. We've got monthly Zoom chats with all the podcast hosts, live watch-alongs with wrestling legends, and more. Come on now. See for yourself what thousands of other wrestling fans have already discovered. That's adfreeshows.com is the best value in wrestling today. Check it out right now, adfreeshows.com. You'll be glad you did. Thompson, and you're listening to To Be The Man, and of course, we couldn't do it without the Hall of Famer himself, the GOAT, the nature boy, Rick Blair. Rick, how are you, man? All right, I'm good, man. Big day for the nature boy. I'm excited, man. Uh, the rumor in you right with us, you're headed, headed to go do another commercial, and uh, of course, the big news is out. Rick Flair Drip has uh, gone mainstream today. How about that, man? Very excited. Could have changed my life. I'm, I'm going to have me a kind of, a kind of flairston. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to talk Rick, about a time. Rick Flair estate. 
There's probably been several of those. Uh, now I think the wops have them, but hey, yeah, we're going to keep I, this I, last one. Yeah, all all, just always go back in time, don't you? <laughs> well, listen, that's what we do here on the show. We talk about the good times, and boy, what a story this was. We're going to be talking about the time you jumped to the World Wrestling Federation, and there had been rumor and innuendo, Rick, that you had actually been flirted with this idea before. I think Bruce even thought once upon a time at the original SummerSlam, you were supposed to be the special guest on the Brother Love Show. As his story goes, you had second thoughts. They wound up just doing Hacksaw Jim Duggan. It wasn't nearly as special, but boy, a lot of us thought, man, what if? How close did you come to actually making the jump in 88? Um, close enough that I, uh, I've never, I, I lost a lot of sleep over the decision, but at the end of the day, I just couldn't leave the guys. It, it had nothing to do with going up there. I was, I knew, I, I knew equally as many people up there. And, uh, you know, I've been lucky, as you know, to have so many friends over the years, um, and either company and to this day still do. So, um, I mean, that. Obviously, one company now or two with AEW, but um, I just at the end of the day I couldn't leave the guys, so um, it was a, just a it was an ego thing driven between me and Dusty. It just it happened about once every three months, and we you know work our way through it. But that's what the business is about: ego, um, timing, and um, it had nothing to do with the way anybody was treating me at that time. This is long before Jim Erd. Right, Eric Bischoff came along. So this is just an ego, ego-driven decision. So we know eventually we're going to talk about the whole Jim Hurd debacle on the program here. But at least for now, let's keep the talk to the WWF because yes. once you make the decision, hey, I'm done with Jim Hurd. I'm out of here. Do you call Vince? Had Vince been contacting you? Do you talk to Pat? How does that first I dialogue call, I, happen? I, I, I called Vince directly. And so you called him at home and said, hey. What do you say? I said, uh, I know you're probably going to think I'm crying wolf again, but I'm ready to go. And I explained, wow. exactly, I explained everything from the Daytona beach conversation to offering to, uh, go to Columbus, Georgia and drop the belt to Barry and her, you know, give me the dialogue, which needn't be repeated again. Same shit. Go fuck yourself. You know, I'll send someone to get the belt and, right. um, with Doug Dillinger, Doug, I finally didn't ask Doug that story last week. He'd be a great guest on the show. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, uh, then I said, Doug, actually they owe me money on it, which was the truth, which I eventually got paid. Uh, I, I gladly would have given it to him. I know I'll remember seeing the money that, that right. was a decided factor because back in the old days, the champion had to put up 25 grand and I'd had it. Ultimately I got a check for, I think you and I have discussed it either 30 six or 46 or something like that from right. watch before I went back before I gave it back to him. So, um, you know, then I made a mistake of selling the other belt, uh, through hard times when I was having a difficult times financially to, um, to Hunter along with the gold roll, which I can't get back to this day. <laughs> it doesn't look like I'm going to get it back. <laughs> So let's talk about the belt because that really became a big piece of the story. And if you go back, I mean, even at that point, nearly a decade, the actor magazines, as we like to call them, if you go down to the grocery store or the newsstand, there's all these pro wrestling covers. 
And most of them at some point during the year, maybe multiple times a year would have, what if so-and-so face so-and-so almost fantasy booking. And the mm-hmm. dream match for a lot of wrestling fans was the face of the WWF and Hulk Hogan versus the face of the NWA and Ric Flair. And of course, Hogan was the champ at the time. Mm-hmm. Did it just immediately, was that the immediate direction you thought that Vince was going to go as champion versus champion with you coming in with the belt? You know, believe it or not, I, I, that never even came into the conversation. Wow. He, I, I just wanted to get out of there and he, um, I think he realized that I'm, you know, I'm certainly we could start from A to B. I would, in terms of doing it, be easy to do business with, I don't think it's ever been, ever been anybody easier. I just couldn't put up with the way he was. You know, that you insisting on changing my entire character after being a world champion for the NWA for 10 times, you know, 10 times. I just, I didn't get it. And it, it cracked me. It, it literally it cracked me. So but, we'll come back to the, the bell. No, I, the I, no I, I, I flew, I flew up to him. I, I flew up, had dinner with him and, uh, we went to the office and he said, um, you know, I don't, I don't do guarantees, but I'll make you more than you made last year. He asked me what I made, and I ended up making 130 more. Uh, just, you know, obviously the 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 perception in the business is, is like an old song. If you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. And mm-hmm. it certainly had that. And I'm sure part of you wondered, hey, can I really do this? Did you have any of those self-confidence issues that we've no. heard about, about would that New York are? No, no, okay. no. Then I got off the plane there and no. all. But it, the self-confidence was driven by the management. Right. Those guys, are, those guys, all those guys up there at that time were Piper, DiBiase, Hacksaw. I mean, all friends of mine for years. Hogan, um, who I didn't know that well at that time, but I certainly had been around him a lot and uh, we'd had fun. Um, Randy outbreak, Randy, the business. A lot of people don't realize that Randy came to Charlotte, weighed 170 pounds. He had just got through playing minor league baseball for the St. Louis Cardinals. And I helped break Randy in basically. I mean, he and Lanny were living together and you know, I, I thought Randy was a great kid. I like Lanny and you know, we hung out together and, uh, I've always had a lot of respect for Randy, but I you know I, there was no, I, there was no discussion if people will debate this till I die. Nobody ever promised me a Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair match at WrestleMania. Right. And I didn't well, ask I, for it. I definitely want to talk about that, but I want to know a little bit about just the, the financial piece. These days, a lot of folks of your stature would operate with uh, an agent. And I think that maybe the first person to use a quote unquote agent uh, was Lex Luger, or at least that's the narrative in, in pro wrestling lore. Did you have act, an agent at that act, time act, or no? Actually, the first, I'll give you a little trivia, was uh, Ventura. Okay. With, Bar- with Barry Bloom. Got it. Then Steamboat with Barry Bloom. I didn't have an agent. I just had a lawyer, you know, who double-crossed right. me, who, who double-crossed me when they sold the Turner because my lawyer in Charlotte, Crockett hired, and... uh when it came to the, the to the merger and the selling, you know, I was the last one to know because they wouldn't have bought the company as we've talked about without me. And if you don't believe that, find Blair Schnuckfeller, wherever he is. He negotiated the purchase and uh, he told me later on, 
well, you should ask for a lot more money than you got. I said, why is that? Because we wouldn't have bought it without you. Oh, man. <laughs> that's not go. what you want to hear. That, no, it certainly wasn't. And it, that's, that causes a big riff with me and Dusty and uh, Jimmy. That, you know, it, so, it, they, they always work. They always work. It always works. What what we're looking for? It, they always, these things always seem to work out. But with yeah, with Jimmy, it just didn't work out ever. I didn't I didn't talk to Jimmy for twenty years. I find I find I spoke to him the week before he died, but it wasn't so much me. I just I did you know I I couldn't imagine being that close to someone for so long and then them not you know letting me be aware of the of the consequences circumstance and, and, yeah and, and and not wish for me to have the best possible deal. Right. That, that, that's what I couldn't understand. And then ultimately, you know, a lot of people don't know this. After I made the, the verbal agreement with Vince, shook his hand, um, Jack Petrick and Heard and those guys took me and my lawyer to lunch at the Ritz, the hotel you know yeah. in Atlanta. You've been there, uh, Conrad. And they offered me $3 million for two years when I turned it down because I, I just have, I couldn't let it be the sell. It's, uh, it's amazing to think about what if and we actually talked about that in depth uh, and I can, I, I can prove that statement ask dennis guthrie oh no it, mr heard cop to it like we discussed it in our conversations with conrad thing and i think that was his first uh interview in the wrestling space in decades uh but no yeah, we, i i could i could i could have gone for 500 to 1.5 million just sign it but my lawyer looked at me and said the minute i heard get you on paper it'll just make you miserable anyway yeah so there again you know, that was just the way it went. So I kept my word to Vince, which, you know, I feel good about. I left a lot of money on the table, but I, it, but then more than that, I left, I left my friends behind. That, that was hard, but like I said, I was lucky to have friends everywhere. So one of the things that I don't think a lot of folks realize, and even myself didn't know this until a few years ago, you were technically under contract with WCW until September 1st, but that means you couldn't appear at SummerSlam 91 at the garden, but we do see the big gold belt. Uh, it becomes a part of a, a backstage skit where Bobby, the brain Heenan is going to go knock on Hulk Hogan's door. He's got the big gold belt in hand. So the belt actually arrives to the company before you're on TV, right? Oh, I had fed extra overnight. <laughs> I love it. Uh, <laughs> he said, prove it to me. I said, I'll fed extra right now. Uh, the, uh, the first promo that aired with, uh, Bobby, the brain Heenan was on superstars of wrestling on August 10th, 1991. And so here we are, even in advance of SummerSlam and Bobby Heenan is saying that this belt represents the real world's champion, never says your name, uh, as far as I know, but he certainly teases over and over and over, uh, that something big is coming and boy, that got wrestling fans talking. What'd you think of that creative, the real world's champion using the belt? Well, I didn't have anything to do with it. <laughs> because when they said hands off, I actually just went in, I kind of went into seclusion for a month. Right. Everybody just told me to lay low and I did. So I didn't have anything to do with the creative, but I certainly didn't mind. I didn't mind it when it happened. You know? So at it, what point it's, does he bring, go ahead. Go ahead. No, At what I point just, does I, Vince put it on your radar that, hey, I want you to be with Bobby Heenan? Because although you had been with JJ before, it certainly felt, and they tried it with Hiro Matsuda and it certainly had some valets, but 
a lot of times in wrestling, the folks who wind up with quote unquote managers are guys who need a mouthpiece, guys who maybe yeah. aren't that strong of a promo. That was not the rap on you, but Bobby Heenan is a once in a lifetime talent. Did you I, like I, that idea? What'd you think? I, I, I did. And we've been friends for years. I broke in with Bobby in, uh, which by the way, September 24th is 50 years and Conrad and the party I'm having here in Tampa is I'm going to be off the hook. I'm sending a <laughs> private jet for you and my daughter. <laughs> oh yeah. 50 years. Will be. I'll be that? there. Can't wait. September 24th, 50 years. Where's the time back. go? Yeah. And my first match was December 10th. So my first day out at that training camp was September 25th. I spoke with Brunzel and Patera and Greg Guy, and we all arrived at that day. So. Fantastic. Well, if we're talking about, uh, 50 years of quality, it makes me think about RecTech. It's time to talk about RecTech, an amazing company that offers wood pellet grilled, uh, fueled by all natural hardwood pellets. They've got all your other outdoor lifestyle products like coolers, apparel and grill accessories and more, but with grills ranging from three ninety nine up, RecTech has grills for every lifestyle and every budget with a key focus on flavor, convenience, and versatility. Their factory direct pricing eliminates the middleman and all grills ship for free. Plus the RecTech pellet grills are made from high quality stainless steel and they're built to last a lifetime, just like the nature boy. RecTech's flagship model, the RT 700 comes with a 40 pound pellet hopper. It's got 702 square inches of cooking space, the PID Wi-Fi controller and a six year bumper bumper warranty. You can bake, smoke, sear, grill, even dehydrate on the grill, all with the push of a button. That's why those in the know choose RecTech. So it's time to toss aside that tasteless gas grill. Get rid of that messy charcoal grill or even that overhyped brand name grill. Toss that to the side and join an elite wood pellet grilling family. By focusing on flavor, convenience, and versatility, RecTech sets the new standard in grilling. So visit RecTech.com, that's R-E-C-T-E-Q, and use the promo code NATUREBOY5 to get 5% off site-wide. That's 5% off their top-notch wood pellet grills, they're one of a kind RecTech icer coolers, their chef tested rubs and sauces, the accessories, the merch, everything's 5% off at RecTech.com when you use the promo code NatureBoy5. Uh, let's talk a little bit about, you know, where you are in, in terms of your contract. It's reported in the observer. You're still negotiating with WCW. They're bringing deals back. Uh, you're even booked for an, a, an Arezzi convention that's held the day before SummerSlam. So there's tons of rumor and innuendo you're going to be at SummerSlam. Uh, but as we said, instead, Bobby Heenan challenges Hulk on your behalf outside of his locker room. Did you actually stop by the building? Did you go to SummerSlam 91 just to say hi to the guys or whatever? No, no, I never got there till, um, I can't remember it was Dayton TV was my first, uh, my first night there. And I, I, and I met Sherry Martell at the hotel and we stayed out and drank all night. And I was five minutes late for TV my first day. And my first day at TV, he called me aside and said that at 500 bucks, this isn't, this isn't WCW. You're on time. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. That's it. New day. So there's so much build and hype uh, as wrestling fans at the time, man, what's going to happen with Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair. When do you actually get to talk to Hulk? And is any of that discussed? I know you're going to work a series of house shows. I'm not talking about WrestleMania, but just 
it does feel like a dream match and now you're both in the same promotion do you get any leisure time with hulk where y'all can talk about what that might look like no what happened was i went down to make interviews and we called hulk on the phone he said you're finally here and i said yeah <laughs> and then i started making interviews for um whatever we were doing next with with vince and uh, kevin and the whole cast of characters there so it was a it was a great time in my life. I was away from Herd, who had just had completely driven me crazy. I mean, the whole booking committee thing is just a bunch of shit. I mean, it, even with you know, Eric, I cannot emphasize enough to you. So it's me, going back to Eric, just change the subject for a minute. It's me, Greg Gagne, Mike Graham, Bill Dundee. I still can't figure out how that worked out, but and <laughs> G, G, Jim Cornette for a while. I mean, but ultimately, anything that ever came out of there, I mean, it was a committee, but anything that came out of there was my fault. Does that make sense? Yeah. Just because of who I supposedly was supposed to be in the business that way. But God, it was extremely stressful hours after. And then you, then you got nothing. And then Herbert looked at it and said, ah, that's not good. Like he knew something about wrestling, right? We didn't even need to repeat ourselves on that, but... It was the same thing with Eric. You know, we we worked on it, and then all of a sudden would just be, sometimes we would just, just say something and come up with some ideas just out of frustration. I mean, right. you know, the, big, big, the biggest problem that I had with Eric was that all the talent, like all, with, with Eddie Guerrero and all those guys, right? And this is very similar with her. He wanted to put together his own team, and all these young guys, like, uh, um, Chris Jericho and Eddie and all these guys were just getting pushed aside because when when Hogan came with Eric, he brought in all his friends, which is not, not, not it's not it's not a bad deal for those guys, and I'm happy to see a lot of them there, but it came with the expense of other guys who'd already been there, younger guys just being pushed completely off the off to the side, and then of course you get the heat for that. So, Rick, let's talk about heat, because there's a fair amount of heat going around New York. Of course, famously, the Ultimate Warrior, as wrestling lore has it, held up Vince McMahon for more money. He wanted a Hogan-like contract. And as soon as he comes out of the ring, he's promptly fired. Uh, you don't get a ton of time to, to work with him here in the, the beginnings of your run. Of course, we know he's going to be brought back after rest, at WrestleMania 8 the following year. But what was the, the, the rap you were hearing about the Ultimate Warrior in the WWF? Uh, you know, funny and nothing. I didn't, I wasn't privileged at all about that. I mean, I knew about later on, but I mean, here's the deal. You hold up, you hold up the company, then you sue them, which he did. Then you end up in the hall of fame. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what I think. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's the way the company operated, right? There's, there's, a, there's a lot of people in the hall of fame that just are there for, I'm not, for, I can't figure out what any rival reason why they would be other than it's a political, something's gone array politically and they're in the, they're always wanting to heal damaged situations, which yeah, I admire them for, but it certainly doesn't mean that someone needs to be in the hall of fame. That, to me, that's should be based on skill, ability, and what you've done in the business. So the day before your contract expires with WCW, they have a segment of the funeral bar where the two guests are Bobby Heenan and Roddy Piper. 
Uh, Piper gets really animated, spits on the title, throws it down, grabs Heenan to let him know he can't wait to see you again. And it does feel like with Savage coming back after SummerSlam 91, because they had the whole snake attack him and Miss Elizabeth at the wedding reception and Hogan and Piper, you've got a list of really great opponents oh, and folks that you hadn't faced in a long time. That had to feel like a new challenge for you. Not. You know, not to disparage anyone, but it's not just Sting and Lex Luger on repeat. There's a whole new mm. crop of opponents here, right? Yes, absolutely. It was a tremendous time of life for me. Plus, I got to wrestle with, with Brett a fair amount, too. So, yeah. Yeah. And how nice was that of Brett to come to the last match, huh? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. He even came over to Kid Rocks to have a beer with me. My God. Brett, what I love you. That? So let's talk about what Dave Meltzer had to say about all this uh, from the observer. Ric Flair officially signed Thursday with Titan Sports. Flair will no longer be using the Nature Boy nickname, instead using his gimmick of the champ. The contract, believed to be a two-year deal, had no financial guarantees other than the standard guarantees of income from television appearances. There were some noises about a final attempt made by World Championship Wrestling to sign Flair to an offer, quote-unquote, so lucrative he couldn't refuse with him to come back as a baby face and oppose Lex Luger and have a hand in the booking, but not be the booker. However, no meeting between the two sides was ever finalized. We know there was a meeting, but no deal was finalized. But I, I do want to ask about this because it does feel like I saw a couple of robes in the WWF run where it didn't say nature boy on the back. It said, Ric Flair did, did Vince not like the nature boy name or concept? No. He just wanted to brand Ric Flair. No, not at all. Oh yeah, that that I'm not even sure where that came up. He liked Nature Boy. I just I just did Olivia just changed them around periodically. Mm. You know, it's kind of like Charlotte left Charlotte on one, she left Flair on the other. I mean, it, you know, just to change it up. But um, um, no, no, he, he I'm one of the two people that he didn't mess with my name at all. I didn't change my character. He just made it clear: eighty heels don't draw. <laughs> <laughs> That kiss stealing, wheeling, dealing shit doesn't work. Well, it's selling, <laughs> we're selling marijuana like crazy today. <laughs> <laughs> and you Rick can get your woo chews, your woo chews too. <laughs> Rick Flair drip coming to 11 states. The press release went live this morning. Got all the details there for you. I'm sure it's all over our social by now. So be sure to check it out. Uh, I want to mention the, the first time we get to see you on TV is a special episode of primetime wrestling and airs on September 9th. So at this point, you've been under contract for eight days and this is your television debut. Uh, you're there in the black and white butterfly robe on the primetime wrestling set with Bobby, the brain heat. And before you go out in front of that audience, is there any nervousness or anxiousness? I mean, obviously you've been in all the big stages, but this is the no. first time on WWF TV. Take us through that day. Just a regular day. I was, I was so comfortable with myself. It, did, it just took one day to come out of that, that, I mean, the minute I got off that plane, I knew where I was. I, I went, I hadn't lost confidence in myself as a person. I lost confidence in myself. Um, um, because it was, it was just pounded into me through her and, and, you know, then I was just too old and number one. And, uh, then I, there was a, we needed, we needed to turn flare Bay. Fay, we was too old. And I, I mean, I just, it just, 
I don't know. And, and this is literally going on after I, at the age of 42, had three of the best matches of my life. Yeah. I mean, that, that are, that are on tape. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just one year later, it's just, you hurt. It's it kind of like he refused to do the, the face off. What's he going to do? Tell somebody to go up and close it, the Italian restaurant. I did. <laughs> but I ran around the alley having fun. I did. Yeah. <laughs> What do, what's he going to do? <laughs> That's a line some bitch. Uh, so talk to me a little bit about this debut on primetime wrestling. Obviously wrestling fans are all abuzz. It, we knew it was coming, but it's another thing to see you there in your row, cutting a promo on WWF TV. Did you feel like you were a bigger star because of this WWF run? I mean, certainly you were a big star on TBS, but just like that, just like really. That. Yeah, but I found out that I wasn't as big a star as I thought I was because we didn't, the, we didn't have nearly, uh, TBS at that time didn't have nearly the saturation or that's what we're looking for that network TV did, right? So, mm -hmm. and, and once again, I don't, people, they, they don't like to hear me say this that are my fans and are, you know, support me, but I was never as big a star in the WWE is if people give me credit for, I just wasn't because I didn't have, I didn't, I, I, I had only been on network TV for that year with them prior to then the cable of course got bigger, but even to this day, you know, the network has got a bigger audience, just like Fox does than, than USA. And if, and, and back then it was really, it was really, um, um, what am I trying to say? It, it was really a major difference back in the, back in 1991. So yes, we, so, we, we, we sold out of a lot of arenas, but there were some we didn't, you know what I mean? Yeah. At the end of that first interview, you know, your first appearance on WWF TV, what's Bobby's reaction to it? What's Vince's reaction to it? Is everybody happy? Do they feel like we have something special or is it just another day at the office? Well, I think there's something special. But I think there was a lot of underlying stuff going on back then. That was a, a troublesome time uh, for the WWE for a number of reasons. What I was just walking into, does that make sense? Yeah, I, I wanted to talk to you about that because the Zahorian I, 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 thing is starting to bubble up. Oh, all this stuff. I just, I just, I just, just meet these guys as I walk into the door, including yes. him. I had yep. no idea who he was. Right. I wonder, you know, we've heard the story that that's one of the reasons that, uh, Vince McMahon and Shane McMahon for that matter, were so enamored with the idea of, uh, Kevin Nash coming over because this is very much the steroid era. Everyone's paying attention. It feels like there's a, there's a big magnifying glass of what we're doing. So here's this big guy who's just naturally a big guy and they could get excited about that. I wonder if that was part of their plan with you too, because you were a giant like Andre or, or the ultimate warrior or Hogan. Uh, but you did present, you know, a main event opportunity without being six foot five. Does that make sense? Yeah. Repeat. We said it was to start that sentence again. Or you broke up. Well, from that. I, I'm just curious about Zahorian and all the drama that all of that brought. If Vince felt like bringing you in as a top guy was a step in the right direction because you were not necessarily, you know, the biggest bodybuilder in the ring. 
Um, I never thought of it like that. That could be a reason. I I hope, like to think it's because I had the ability, but I don't know. Of course. No, of course. I, I, yeah. Yeah. But what would you say about Nashville? You said nothing about Nash. Well, I just know that that was one of the things that they were excited about is here's a guy who is a seven footer, who's a big guy and natural yeah. time. Uh, yeah. and, 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 and that represented a departure from, you know, the, uh, as ultimate warrior was often referred to by Dave Meltzer, the anabolic warrior. Well, Kevin Nash yeah. didn't present that way. If that makes sense. No, Kevin Nash, not at all. Kevin's just a big guy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, 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 I mean, Kevin Nash played division one basketball, Tennessee. It's a fucking hell of an act. I mean, you know, he had knee issues, but that's, that's just wear and tear on a seven foot guy that, uh, you know, I, I think at times there Kevin's weighed 300 pounds, but Kevin's just an avid trainer, a big guy. I never thought of Kevin Nash as being associated with steroids at all. Ultimate Warrior, obviously. I mean, the list of, it, it, I don't even need to mention the names. You know who they are. Oh, of course. Yeah, and, we all do. And, 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 and that's not even my, uh, well, that, that's not even my stuff I like to comment on. But I mean, you know, that's just, that was a way of life, not just in wrestling. It was a way of life in sports, period. Everybody was looking for the advantage. And for us, I, I don't look at it so much as that it enhanced anybody's skill. It just gave everybody an edge in, 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 in their appearance. And I've never looked good. So, I mean, I, I, had a, I, 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 I was, I was average at best, but I had, I, I feel like I had a lot of skill. And I could talk. So everybody's buzzing these days about woo wings. I can't believe this is a real thing, Rick, but you've got your very own virtual restaurant concept. It's now open where fans can enjoy the legendary flavors of world championship wings by ordering on Uber Eats or Postmates. Uh, woo wings is now open in Nashville, San Antonio, Jacksonville, Huntsville, Tuscaloosa, many more locations coming soon. And as a virtual restaurant, woo wings is looking to partner with existing restaurants in major metro areas. So tell your favorite sports bar or local restaurant you want Woo Wings in your town or visit rickflairwings.com. That's rickflairwings.com. But if you're in Nashville, San Antonio, Jacksonville, Huntsville, Tuscaloosa, uh, fire up Uber Eats or the Postmates app and look for Woo Wings. Try the only chicken wings worthy of carrying the name of the 16-time world heavyweight champion, Woo Wings. Uh, let's talk about your first television taping. I can't believe this is real, but boy, they loaded it up for you, man. You've got an interaction with Roddy Piper, Randy Savage, and Vince McMahon. And I think this might be the first instance Vince is physically involved. He gets hit with a chair and even stretchered out. That is a vote of confidence for him to put himself in an angle and have the physicality like this. And I think you might be the first person he did that for. How cool is that? It's very cool. I mean, I, I just feel like he just gave me, um, you know, I, I certainly, they gave me every opportunity in the world to get over and gave me top talent to work with. And not only that, you know, Roddy is one of my best friends. Uh, I feel like Randy and I always had a nice relationship. Hogan and I are good friends to this day. It was just, it was a tremendous time of life for me. So Rick, let's do some questions. We got tons of questions about this. Uh, I want to remind everybody the topic that we're doing today was voted on by you guys. You can do that right now over on social. If you want to vote on what we're talking about next week or the week after we're going back to polls, we're throwing you the keys. We want to talk about what you want to talk about. So find us at to be the man pod on Twitter and, uh, let your voice be heard. Let's jump into it. Flair fan wants to know. Was there ever any consideration with Vince about changing your character before the vignettes 
or was it always his idea to present you as the real world champion? Always his idea <laughs> to present me as the real world champion. His or Pat Tyson. Dan wants to know, do you think if you had left the WWE in 1986, would it have been you and Hogan at WrestleMania three instead of Hogan and Andre? Yeah, I'd have, that'd be a tough call. I'd like to say yes, but I don't know about that. Michigan, see, here's the, the only reason it might have been is because the saturation with TBS in Michigan, Pennsylvania, that was in Ohio was huge. But that yeah. would be the that'd be the only reason. I don't I don't think it ever have considered being the same class as Andre though. Not What's crazy to think about to me, Rick, is if you would have made the jump for SummerSlam '88, like Bruce thinks maybe there was a chance for. Instead of it being Hulk Hogan versus Randy Savage at WrestleMania five and the mega powers exploding, WrestleMania five could have been Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan. That mm -hmm. would have been bananas. It would have changed no. a lot of stuff, right? Well, yeah, I, that, that yeah, I definitely believe it's possible because maybe, maybe, because I do think that, I think, um, uh, that he did tell me that if, if I do, if I would come at SummerSlam, I'd go, does that make sense? I wouldn't just come in there to do the favor that, that, that I am sure of. Jeremy people says, do you still have the Vegas big gold after the, the WWF run? It was used in WCW once. Let me explain to everybody listening what the Vegas big gold is. As we've established once upon a time, Rick took the NWA world title that we commonly refer to as the big gold belt on TV there that caused all kinds of lawsuits and injunctions. Eventually the WWF decided to air on the side of caution. So they started to blur the belt out and then just to make sure they were okay. They commissioned a tag belt to be modified to say world champion on it. Uh, and we would still blur the belt out. Now that was all happening mm -hmm. while Reggie Parks was making a, a belt that looks just like the big gold, as far as, uh, the shape and size and color and all that stuff. And then by the time it gets there, well, soon after Rick is the actual world champion and we don't need it anymore. But you did hang on to that belt, and I think you used it once in WCW, but I believe the rumor is you wound up gifting it to Hunter years later, right? The NWA belt? Uh, the, 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 or the, the, oh, no, I gifted that to him, yes, with a note that said, I wish I could have dropped this to you in 1986. Yeah. Which, to my knowledge, he has, um, you know, hanging over his fireplace somewhere in his home. Yeah. That, that's what I was told. So I've heard the saying that it's uh, hung in his office, his home office, so... In his office is, um, the 10 pounds, the NWA belt. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which I, which I sold to them, which I, as I've said before, I wish it'd sell back to me, but I guess that's not going to happen. Me too. Uh, dragon sleeper, yeah. Johnny wants to know Bobby Heenan is one of the best managers ever. Where would you rank it? Bobby Heenan. Yep. Yeah. Me too. Me too. Always. Uh, Actually, I can't, I can't think of anybody even close. There's a lot, there's been a lot of really good managers, but Bobby Heenan, number one, when Bobby Heenan wanted to, he, at that point, at that time in his career would have been one of the top 15 guys that could work. And I mean, his skill in the ring was unbelievable. He didn't have to wrestle long matches, but had Bobby just wanted to be a wrestler, he could have, he was great. Uh, RCS 88 writes, did you get a chance to interact with Ricky Steamboat when you arrived in 91 and do, did you ever discuss with him the possibility of working a match in the WWF? That would have been interesting to recreate what you guys he, have done. He, 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 
he was leaving and I was coming. I'll say. We crossed paths on the same way. Same with Iron Tully. Yeah. Uh, Adam Michaels wants to know, who are the wrestlers you looked forward to the most to wrestle when you got to the WWF? Piper, oh God, Savage, DBS. Yeah, Piper, Savage. I never got to wrestle Teddy there, but um, I think against him one time, maybe in a Survivor Series. But um, I mean, just it was just I mean, look at I had so many friends there. Terry Taylor was there. DBS, was there. Traveling with those guys that wrestling Hot Rod, traveling with Hot Rod, uh, and then I'm teaming with Sid against Hot Rod and Hulk. I mean. We were just sold out everywhere. It was insanity. And of course, anytime I got to work with Hulk, which is, I mean, it was sold out. I don't think we ever had one building that didn't sell out. If we did, it would have been the garden. But from Chicago, back and forth, they were across the country, we sold out. Dave McClay says, when you first arrived to the WWF, did you realize right away that Vince might be the best wrestling promoter you'd ever worked for? Absolutely. I didn't even have to think twice. My, my God is such a professional organization as it remains today. It just, uh, you know, you hear these, they're like, you're always been, can be something, someone's always going to have something negative to say about somebody. That's just life. But I can't, I just can't think of anything negative to say about the WWE in as a promotion. Um, as a promotional role, I, mean, I, I just, I haven't always liked the decisions they've made, but it doesn't stop you from respecting who they are. They're just, they're, they're, there's a reason why they're the best. Steve Brown wants to know, what was Bobby Heenan like away from the cameras? But funnier than he was on. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could tell you. <laughs> Drew Landry and, and by the says, way, go ahead, go ahead. No, did you ask David Dallas Page to do a last match? It's it sarcastic. Oh my gosh. I, you know, I don't, where are all these rumors coming from? I don't know how, you know, so here's the thing. I did ask him the day before to, he said, Hey man, I need a surprise. Would you hit somebody with a diamond cutter? And so we talked about the creative and, and, and in wrestling, a lot of times people always want to know, well, Hey, where is this going? Right. And so I mm -hmm. said, Hey, I, I don't know that we're going to necessarily start something we pay off unless you want to do a last match one day and laughed. And now it becomes, yeah. uh, I made a big pitch and, and I, I heard through the grapevine that Booker T did an interview saying that I asked him to do a last match. I haven't spoken yeah. to Booker in yeah. forever, but, uh, yeah. he's a great yeah. guy. And I, I think the world of him and DDP, but no, I don't have any last match plans. I kind of had my last match the same day you did yours. Yeah. 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 I, I didn't think so, but it just. Social media, man, it's unbelievable. Uh, <laughs> everybody, everybody wants, everybody wants to be part of it. And, and the ones that work, wish they had, bro. Well, that's a fact. Uh, Drew Landry says, we all know why you left the WWF or WCW and NWA. When you came into the WWF, it appeared as though you were a top guy paired with Hogan. Was that part of a conversation to bring you in or did the pairing even matter in your mind? It didn't matter in my life yeah. at all. Uh, Brad Stanton says, did you think going to the WWE was a goal for you? Uh, meaning was that perceived in your mind's eyes being an upgrade from where you had been? Oh my God. Are you kidding me? From being booked by, by Jim Hurd <laughs> and, old, and, and, 
and Ole Anderson, they're going and working with Pat and Vince and Kevin Dunn. Are you kidding me? Good Lord. It, 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 you know, where people will say that I, that I was ahead of my time, when, and I really believe I was. I mean, because what I'm doing, even what I, what I did back then is, has made me more famous today than, than it made me back then, right? Yeah. The clothes, everything, the jewelry, whatever it is, the drip. Um, that, that's where they were in terms of, uh, in terms of their, uh, status. They were just fabulous. Yeah. I mean, they were, they were just so far ahead of their time and, and not afraid to, to go out and gamble and risk and, and, and push forward. That's, but that's been, that's been, I think the part of the anatomy of the company that all comes from bids. Sean Daniels wants to know, do you think people in the audience at the primetime taping were legitimately surprised to see you? What was that like? So your first appearance on a WWF set. It had been teased, but a lot of people wondered, where is this leading? Uh, do you think folks were shocked to see you or was the cat kind of out of the bag? I think the cat was kind of out of the bag. I, I know that I felt very comfortable about it. I just, you know, back then I just, I, I, I loved going to work and I couldn't wait for the after party. And, and that, and that, that year I had up there all over one it was between the European trips and America. I mean, I, that rivaled my time in the 80s with the four horsemen. I had so damn much fun. That's, that brings up a great question from Ben Ledbetter. He says, can you take us inside of your time booking for WCW and how much it was a relief to just be able to concentrate on you and your in-ring performance? That had to be a big difference, right, Rick? No more politics, just you being you. Just me being me. Yeah, and, and, and like I say, the booking is... <laughs> I just got the heat. Yeah. I wish I could tell you. I mean, if you actually think that I volunteered to let, to put Hulk over five times, retire, supposed to be off the year with pay for a year, with pay for a year, to come back a month later and, and be dressed up and come out of the audience and attacks. I mean... If you actually think that that was me booking that, you're out of your goddamn mind. <laughs> I never got paid. I never got to, and then I put Savage over five times. Yeah. The, because the other guy, they wouldn't work with the other guys. Right. They, they, they didn't want to work with Vader. They didn't want to work with Rude. That left me over and over again. If anybody thinks I actually booked that, they've got to be really high. And Austin Products is able to date to get a new hire. <laughs> yes, we do. Rick Flair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're available right now. But if you th if they really sit down to think about that, do you think I booked me and Ar me and Arn Anderson to get beat together by Vader? No. In Daytona Beach? No. A guy that I beat for the world title a year before by myself? Yeah. Now think about that. No, of course not. Vader, Vader, what? That's all Eric Bischoff, guys. Yeah. He just couldn't stand me and R. The people who remember that, that Vader beat me and R together? In a handicap match, yeah. In a handicap match. Yeah. You think R and I were happy about that? I can't imagine so. Do you think I booked it? No. Thank you. I do not. <laughs> Please. We'll do two more from our old pal Lenny Bakken. <laughs> oh, 
They won't I, have this I hope one out. This, this, I hope this makes the news. And they really think I booked me to get beat by out five fucking times in a row and then retire at Halloween Abbey with guaranteed pay for a year off, come back a month later dressed up like a woman and jump out of the crowd. No. That's just what Ric Flair wanted to do. He wanted to be buried in the He wanted to spend time in the same asylum. He wanted to get his head shaved. That's just what Ric Flair wanted to do after being the world champion, wrestling Harley Race, Terry Funk, Dory Funk, Jack Briscoe. That's just what I had in mind for myself. Well, I'm hoping something you have in mind for yourself since it got so viral last week is that you're keeping your old ass hydrated. Are you drinking water, Rick? Can we approve of the fact that you're drinking water? Yeah, yeah. That you're yeah, hydrated. Yeah. yeah, and let's just touch on the subject here. This is so absurd. I've gotten so much for saying, for admitting that I got dehydrated. Here's the deal. We had all these people talking about having these matches in 73. The, the point that I made is that I came back. No one is ever going to have a match in 73 that's been through what I've been through. Right. From airplane crashes to C5 and C6 being cracked in my neck to almost dying and being a life support. That's what I came back to prove. Yes. That I could do something that nobody else could ever do. Yes. So when people start saying, well, there's this people that could have this match, they're 51, they could do it. Bullshit. I, I call bullshit to all of them. No one that's been through what I've been through physically could do what I did. And if I made a mistake and didn't drink enough water, yes, I'm drinking lots of water now. <laughs> but I'm drinking it with beer. <laughs> Some things never change. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that it, they're trying to. But what what comparison are you drawing? Or is no comparison? I agree. Somebody's got somebody's guy that want to have their last match. Never had a first good match. Oh, <laughs> okay. No, I'm not. No, no I, I'm just talking about one person I saw. No one. <laughs> I love you for that. <laughs> I don't, nobody we mentioned, but <laughs> I, I saw the, I saw the picture too, and I, it got sent to me a lot, and I think we all had a chuckle. Um, yeah, Lenny Bakken <laughs> wants to know: Did Rick get to go to Vince's house for any of the contract discussions? That's kind of a famous thing we hear about. Rick, did you ever go to Vince's yeah, estate? Yeah, I did. What yeah. was that like? Absolutely unbelievable. They still have it. They're right there in um... Greenwich, right? Yeah, Greenwich. Yeah, I, I believe they still have the home. It's just it's absolutely beautiful. Um, I think they, at that time they lived next door to Von Lindel. Oh, yeah. But it was it's in a it's in a state. It was beautiful, and the, 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 of course he had this phenomenal gym, was what probably his, uh, you know, pride and joy in the whole first thing he showed me. But it was just beautiful, and um, Stephanie was there that day, and. Um, I remember I was so nervous that, you know, we were eating tuna fish and shrimp. I mean, something, just a little healthy food. Right. And I, I got, um, what do you call that? When you start joking on the tuna fish, um, uh, yeah, that's the like reflex or order. something like that. Yeah. I re asked the reef. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, I can't the bathroom. He must've thought there was something wrong with me. I was joking at it. <laughs> and the, I didn't eat quite that healthy in quite a while. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we were drinking Diet Coke. There was no beer. 
One last one from Lenny yeah, Bakken. He wants to know, did Rick feel like any of the other wrestlers were threatened when he joined the company? That, that's, that's a fair question because we hear a lot of times guys fret about, I don't want to lose my spot. Did you experience any of that with this new locker room? No, I didn't. I, I don't know. I didn't think about that back then. If I did, I wouldn't have worried. But I just wanted to have fun. Well, we had, and I, uh, and I, and I, I hope that, uh, I mean, I still talk to Terry Taylor and DBS, you know, guys, we had more fun than anybody should be allowed to have. It was just like with being Tully and Iron, the horseman. I mean, we worked hard and we had fun. We laughed. If you can't laugh, I mean, I, my dad told me that a long time ago. If you can find something to laugh about every day, it's kind of like the Jimmy B thing, but I'm just, you'll just use the word laugh. Yeah. Find something to laugh about every day that chances are you're going to live a lot longer. God knows and can't, I can't take myself serious anymore at 73. <laughs> now let's have some fun. And lots of people yeah. are going to be but, having fun with Ric Flair drip. Check it out. The fresh release yeah, is yeah. out there. Everybody knows all about it. It's going to be in 11 states coming your way. We'll have all the information. I'm sure you're going to continue to hear a lot about it here on To Be The Man. Next week, we're going to be doing something else that you guys wanted to hear based on our poll. We're going to be talking about the time that Rick lost a loser leaves town match to Mr. Perfect on Monday Night Raw. So we essentially talked about the jump from WCW into the WWF. And now next week, we'll talk about the jump leaving the WWF, going back to WCW, and how maybe somebody wasn't sure there was any value in the Nate. I can't believe that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh that, and that, that's even a better story than when I left. <laughs> it's an unbelievable story. Can't wait to talk about it next week. And thank you guys for putting up with us this week. As you can tell, I'm in a location. I'm not at the Conradison, uh, but you guys, you guys humored us. Ladies, and we appreciate ladies, that. Ladies, ladies and gentlemen, Conrad and Megan are on a uh, location yes. neck to the 10,000 square foot home they're building Listen on the this. beach. Not to mention their lake home, which they're at Fanny now, which is 200 miles to the west. Oh, my God. The Conrad is 180 miles to the east. Oh, God. This rental property this rental property is 19,000 square feet to rent right now <laughs> with six miles of beach waiting for a 64-foot sea ray to pull up. Now, <laughs> if the sea ray pulls up, there'll be somebody in the back yelling woo. I know that. <laughs> Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining hey, us. Hey, I I want, I want to thank Chad Bronstein. Yes. The guy that brought me into this and Brano and everybody so much for believing in me and giving me the opportunity. And the same would go to you, Conrad. I want to thank you, Stephen K, Thuzio, all the people that, you know, Steve Coughlin is with us right now, Dave. Um, we got all the team, man. It's so Mike cool. Dugger. Yeah. No, 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 that made that weekend happen. And people can say whatever they want to say about it. I dare somebody to have a bigger weekend and a bigger time and to celebrate life bigger than we did. Thank you. As a family and make a point that no one's going to duplicate. No. No one. Trust no. me. Can't be done. The God bless you all. Man. Thank you. Thank you, guys. We'll see you next week yeah. right here. Welcome to be the man.
If you could change one thing about your home, what would it be? A new kitchen, a new master bath, maybe put in a pool. What if you could do it with no money out of pocket and cheaper monthly payments? Savewithconrad.com can help, and you can even skip your next two house payments. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender, savewithconrad.com.